this is Taylor Tips with Tiff, where I interview the best in the business so you can learn, achieve, and succeed with all of your real estate needs. Hello to all of my friends and clients out there. Today I'm speaking with Roxanne Ford. She is business development for Austin Title, a Fidelity National financial company in Austin, Texas. And she works with Julie Clydewell, who I have been working with for years in love. And our subject today is what a title company is and how we work with them and what is wire fraud and how does it affect our transaction? Hey, Roxanne, how are you doing? Hi, good morning. I'm doing well. Great. So let's roll right into this. What is a title company? We are a third party that really doesn't have any interest. We're not taking a side. We are there to just handle the transaction and make sure the buyer and the seller get through the transaction based on the contract that's been submitted. We're insuring the title for the buyer. We are with the seller going to make sure all money's transferred to them from the sale. And so they are going to receive their proceeds. If there's a lender, we, you know, handle the payoff. So we're there to handle as an escrow agent, everything that's been put into escrow, starting with the earnest money, and then along with everything checked off basically onto the contract. Is there a home warranty, the homeowner's insurance, the taxes, so many things that are a part of the contract. But then on the title side, nothing is more important than making sure they have a clear title. So we are researching the title. So when they walk away from closing, they're not just being handed keys, they're being handed a clear title. And then they have an insurance policy to protect their investment. If you have a judgment on your home, say you didn't pay for the pool that you put in the backyard, that contractor can put a judgment on your property and that would be considered a cloud on title, correct? And now we got to clear that before we sell? Exactly. When we get the contract, what we call open title and what that means is we open it up with this in a system that shows who the seller is really important that the seller is who's on the contract as a seller that's not always the case so number one we just want to make sure and how could that be maybe someone passed away left that home to a grandchild the grandchild has had it they go to sell it and the will was never probated and if there wasn't a will, that happens too, but it still was never gone through probate to make sure that the that it got properly transferred, right? So then all of a sudden, if that's not really the owner is, then we've got to figure that out. And the case I brought up could be maybe eight cousins actually, right? Or have access. They're not on title, but they have access to this property that it's also, they've got rights to the property. Right. Those can be tricky. And we see those, um, that is not uncommon at all, especially in properties in parts of town that are older properties. They've been around for years and that can happen. So we're, we're running the title and we issue what's called a title commitment. Mm-hmm. And there's the ABCD of the, poly, of the title commitment. And you're looking at A being, is this the seller of the contract? And then we're looking for any type of liens on the property at all. It could be what you mentioned, a pool guy that didn't get paid or they didn't pay their taxes, even their federal taxes. Child support comes up a lot. They're behind on child support. So there's just child support lien on it. So in order to close, those have to be clear. And that's a part of Schedule C, which is why we kind of call it clear to close on that one. So until those things are clear, and as a title company, we are helping guide the, the seller on getting those clear and working with realtors like you, Tiffany, to make sure like communication is key on sure. this is what's come up. 
and how can we work together to get this clear? We may ask for information from the seller, from you, and help us get this info so we can get this clear to close. I have run into everything that you just gave as an example, and I do live in one of those areas of town that we have people that pass away without a will and they have 15 people that could potentially be in their downline that I need to go and find to get them to sign off on their rights of the ownership of that property. It is a big task. So you guys really have a huge job and you are pivotal in this transaction. About the title insurance, when you give free and clear title and then you give title insurance to the buyer of the home, what exactly is that? How long does it last? It lasts for the life of ownership of the home that they own it. Even through a refinance, if they refinance through that, they do have to purchase based on the lender because see, a lender is going to require title insurance no matter what because they want their investment protected. So it's a one-time purchase. So it's the most reasonably priced insurance you will ever buy when it comes to what it's protecting at mm -hmm. one time and it protects the investment for the rest of as long as you own it. Now, when you go to sell it, it does not transfer. The next owner buyer has to also get title insurance on it. And that is so important. And I can't tell you, honestly, people that quite had questioned that and if you think it's a good idea to ever buy a house without title insurance and you are just relying on that everyone did exactly what they need to do and there could not even be even a clerical error that could create a problem that could go against title, that could be thousands, tens of thousands of dollars of something down the road you would have to pay. It is just not even worth considering. And if you're paying cash, you don't have to get it. I'm gonna be super honest. It is an owner's title policy you can make that decision, but I would never, ever recommend it. I would never do it. I've seen too much by being in the industry. Uh, sure. It's absolutely not worth it. I have had one client in 17 years opt to not have title insurance. And to this day, I am scared about that. <laughs> it, the fear never goes away when someone opts to not have a title policy of insurance. So what can we expect at closing with you guys? So for one, if you're a buyer, what you need to bring to closing is a government or state issued ID. It has to be valid. It cannot be expired. And then we will have already sent you wiring instructions in advance. So you either need to have wired that because you're going to get the numbers of what your bring to close is prior to coming to the title company. So the wire should be handled in advance. You can bring a cashier's check up to a million dollars. So that is also an option. And then as far as a seller, bring your wiring instructions to closing because we need to know where to send your proceeds. We honestly love that better when you walk in and we have that exchange because with wire fraud being as rampant as it is these days, knowing that the seller is handing me those wiring instructions and we're doing that face-to-face -face is the safest way. You're there about 30 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. So that brought up my last question for you about wire fraud. Yeah. Tell me how that is affecting our industry and how that's our, affecting our sales right now and how you just touched on it a bit, but how we can eliminate that in the transaction. Well, it's very unfortunate that there's fraudsters that are just looming in the background that you don't even know about, that have even hacked into emails that see activity. They hack into all, all you know parties and transactions, and they can just be waiting for an attachment to, to cruise those attachments and go, oh, 
they just received a settlement statement. Oh, I'm now going to act as the title company and I'm going to now email them and I'm going to say, here's the wiring instructions to send in your money if you're a buyer. We've seen it happen. That money goes to the fraudster, which is typically an out-of-country account. It's instantly closed. When you brought up earlier that we're owned by Fidelity National Financial, why that's so important. Title's a big, it's a big industry. It is an industry that needs to be, it needs a lot of money behind it to invest in protection of, of all of this. Like I would say the security that our company spends is as much as for sure paying for just the employees to be there, right? Because it is constantly changing and you've got to stay one step ahead of these fraudsters. So to go on a little side note, as a consumer, make sure you ask where you're really going to be closing. It is fine to ask your realtor who that company is. Hop on the website, go to the website of that title company and research and see who they are because at Austin Title, we're owned directly by our underwriters. So if we ever have a redirection of a wire, we instantly, we have a department, we send it to them and it goes straight to the FBI. And then they are trying to stop it and get that redirected. We have had on a Friday, it get redirected where we found out the buyer is like, oh, I sent y'all the closing or the wire. Did you not get it? And we're like, no, that's never hit our wire board. All to find out that they had a fraudster email sent to them. They did not call to confirm with us that those were our wiring instructions. Wow. So I think like the first thing for you is do not ever wire without calling the title company to confirm it. We send our instructions out when we send out the signed executed contract where we've receded the earnest money. And we send that one time out in the beginning and we state, this is, the, you're going, you're receiving these now. And from this point forward, if you receive them from anyone else, you know, it's not us. And that is our way of communicating, like save this, write down our, you know, give a full, however you keep yourself organized, have the escrow officer's name written down, the phone number, so when you ever receive other wiring instructions, pick up the phone and call. Inquire before you wire to sound kind of goofy, but like a good way to put it, just don't wire until you really confirm it. And from a seller, same thing could happen where seller proceeds, we had one a couple of years ago at our Cedar Park office actually, where the escrow officer, last day of the month, which is the busiest day of the month um, for closings, so uh, had a seller going, hey, I'm waiting for my proceeds. And she noticed in the email, it did not match her seller's email. That's, all, that's the only way. Other than that, it looked completely legitimate. Totally. It was a very well-known bank, had the routing number, had everything. So she called the seller and said, I just want to confirm that these, that you just sent me this and these are your wiring instructions for your proceeds. And he said, absolutely not. That's not even where I bank. It was, you know, this is over $100,000. That would be devastating to lose. Thank goodness our escrow officers are highly trained in catching what fraudsters do because the name showed his name. But when you click on that, that name, there was that email and it didn't match. So you got to take, we take those extra steps. So we saved that from being a disaster. But that fraudster kept calling her two, three, four days after closing. Where are my proceeds? kept wow. hounding her, right? So we all have to be on our A game. I want to go back to saying wire is still probably the safest and easiest way for the transaction to get funded quickly. So I don't want to scare people to not do it, but to go back to the inquire before you wire is just real important. Just sure. don't want to take that chance.
Okay, inquire before you wire. <laughs> I work with Austin Title because I know you guys are on your A game all the time and I absolutely love you guys and refer you out to all of my clients. And Julie Glidewell is actually my uh, closing escrow officer and she's actually working really hard for me right now, closing down four transactions over the next two days for me. So that's why I'm talking to you, Roxanne. And I thank you so much for all of your time today and all of this amazing knowledge. I'm gonna put all of your information within uh, the links below as we post this out to the public and people can get in contact with Julie with uh, more questions. So thank you awesome. and have an awesome day. Thank you, Tiffany. It was a pleasure to be with you this morning. Have a great day. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and feel more empowered with my tailored tips. Let's connect on Instagram or Facebook at Tiffany Sells Austin to further the conversation on all things real estate.